Right on. Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Chris Hawkins, and this is your best life defined. Wow. So I thought I'd get back into the love thing a little bit. I think relationships are really important. They're the foundation of the family unit, having a strong relationship, someone you can count on. I mean, that's what that's what that's what's allowed Sandy and I to live the life we live. It's because we we've gotten to the point now where we're able to bounce ideas off of each other. We'll be driving down the road because we travel full time. I mean, we travel full time. So we are always on the road. We're always out doing things and and headed new places. And most of these places take two or three days to get to. So we have a lot of time to sit and talk about it, talk about where we're going and what we're doing. And that's, that's, that's kind of been the key. That has kind of been the key to us being able to live this life. And more than that, to have the amazing relationship we have. Is it perfect? No, I don't think any relationship is ever perfect. Because I think no matter what happens, there's a certain amount of damage that we carry. That we may not always be willing to share and to dump off. And I think the only way you dump damage off in your emotional damage or in your life is to share it, is to say, this is what's going on with me. I know when I have an issue, I used to, Sandy would say, what's wrong? I say, nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. She would know something's wrong. Man. Nothing's wrong. All right. I wasn't being myself at all, but I'm, I'm, I'm standing by my position. And what I found out that was when I would dump that information off, when I would just say, you know what, you're right. I would admit it. You know, baby, there's something wrong. I'm looking at what we're doing here. I'm not, I'm not having a good time. And it, it happened with, with our decision to travel full time. I was out there in the garage and looking at all that stuff and all the things I had to do. And I'm just like, I'm not digging it. This is sucking. There are so many other things in life worth living. I mean, my dad had died and and at that point I started to come to grips with the fact that I was going to die too. Someday it would all be over and the last thing I wanted to do was face that day knowing that I didn't work harder at it, that I didn't step outside my box. I was so afraid to be different than everyone else that I just chose that same path and it scared the hell out of me. And I've said it before, it all starts inside yourself. Inside, that's that's the thing about all these distractions, all these devices that keep us from thinking about ourselves. The world doesn't want us to think about us. The world wants us to think about everything but us because if we think about us, we might just discover something that most of us don't realize. And that is none of the stuff you have in your life matters. People die every day and all that important stuff, just it's gone just like that. What matters is the experience that you're able to have. What matters is the quality of life that you're able to live, being in the moment with the people around you. See, I love Sandy more than anything. I love her more than life itself. And, and I believe that she loves me in the same manner. And there's a lot of things about her that I just can't imagine being without. But in the early years of our relationship, all the love in the world didn't change how I responded to her when she said things that hurt me. It didn't change me pulling up my armor and, and attacking her because she attacked me or she felt like it felt like she attacked me. And for the longest time, for years, we couldn't sit down and have a conversation that was productive. We couldn't just sit down and say, hey, listen, this is bothering me, baby. I couldn't say, she, she couldn't ask me what's wrong and then I tell her what's wrong and have it not affect her negatively. All of a sudden, she it was her fault and, and it was just wasn't worth it. It was much safer for me just to keep my shield up and stand behind it. 
And no matter how much love we shared, it didn't change it. That's why I say love can't fix our relationships. Love, love is the, the glue that binds it. Love is the glue that makes us take action in directions that fix our relationships. But you can love someone more than the moon. I mean, to the moon and back. And it wouldn't. it's not going to change. It's not going to fix what is wrong in your relationship. Now, to not love someone is definitely going to devastate the relationship. But with me, it came down to fixing me. With me, what it came down to is me stopping and stop looking at everyone else. And I had to start looking at myself. And I've said this before. There, there's a reason a lot of us have trouble dealing with who we are and the damage that's been caused by life. I mean, kids and school and parents and j life just kicks the hell out of us. I mean, we don't, there isn't anyone I know that isn't scarred by something. You know, that, that girl who always has to be the Miss Popular and she's in the mean girls club and, and she don't talk to you because of this or that. She's not, she doesn't really live to be that way. That's, that's how she survives. That's how she calms the demons in, inside her that says, I'm not good enough. You know, the, the, the overweight gal or guy who's so jovial, he's all happy and, and, and he's enjoying everything in his life and he's so funny. Loving them and them loving you isn't going to change some of those dynamics. Love doesn't fix that. You can love these people. You can love them for all they're worth. It's what we do on the inside. So let's take a look at you. And I know this is a scary part. Every time I bring you into the conversation, things kind of get scary because you're like, oh crap, I don't want to talk about me. I don't want to talk about, oh, don't ask me that. I ain't going to tell you the truth to that one. <laughs> it took, what it took for me, I, I, the biggest turning point in my life was when I decided that I couldn't be this way anymore. I was angry. I was frustrated. I just, everything was somebody else's fault and anger was my tool for dealing with it. My wife would say things and I would feel so much shame. I would be flooded with shame. And what's the response to shame? Anger. For me, it was anger. For some people, it's retreat. I was an attacker. I will attack you if you shame me. Our damage comes from within. We are damaged, and, and it's only by dealing with who we are on the inside and by addressing our issues and understanding the triggers and motivations for why we do what we do that we can become better people. So I've gotten back to it. I kind of fall off every once in a while. I think about every once or one or two weeks as things start going really good for me, there tends to be a drop-off. I tend to fall into a pit just long enough to remind me that I'm not completely fixed yet. But it's by identifying that, understanding that, understanding those pitfalls that allows me to come back out of it and continue to do what I do. If you want an amazing life, if you want an amazing relationship, love is the foundation. Love, 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 and then love some more. But within that love is self-love. It's about being able to open up your damage. And, and when they say something to you and you always come back or you get that rush of guilt or that rush of shame, the issue isn't with them. The issue is with you. Why do you feel that way? Why do you feel that way? For me, I found my solution, my biggest solution, and I will continue to sing her praises, is with Brene Brown. Brene Brown is an amazing person, and I can't even imagine the number of lives she's changed. 
But it's more than just loving the person you're with. It's more than just loving them. It's That's not enough. If you want to be that person, that person that they come to, that person they trust, that person that they need in their life, they can't get enough of. You have to not only love them, but you have to be willing to love yourself enough to work on who you are, to open up that book, to be to be honest and authentic, to say, you know, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm upset. I don't feel good. What's funny is Brene Brown talks about being on the white horse. And it's this standard that we hold to, hold men to. And is, you know, I always run out and I'll take a bullet for my wife and, and I stand up and I, I protect her and I'm strong. Well, in following Brene's Brown, I de- Brene Brown's um, book, I decided to do the same thing. I decided to jump off that white horse and allow myself to be seen. Instead of hiding behind my shield, I threw my shield aside. And there was a moment in our relationship when my wife was not sure what the hell was going on. Because we had been going through this dynamic change in our life. And our life was changing from all kinds of directions. We were becoming better people. We were learning more about each other. We were working on ourselves. And we were we were getting rid of all this stuff. We were just began looking at the idea of being traveling fifth wheel, got fifth wheelers, full timers. So things were going crazy, and all of a sudden, I decided to jump off my white horse. And what does my wife do? She freaking, she's freaking out. I don't know what the issue was, but she, I, I cried. I was like, I was just, ah, so I can't do it. I, and I don't remember what it was about. It probably had something to do with me and her and me wanting to have that relationship that we kept missing, that we kept skipping over because we had too much crap, too much baggage. And she freaked out. She's like, who's going to save me? Here's my knight in shining armor huddled in the corner in the fetal position, crying like a little girl. What am I going to do? I mean, that was that was kind of the response. I don't know if she was ashamed of me or scared or what, but it took a minute. But that's what it takes. That's what it takes if you want to wake up every day and you want to be able to say, yeah, yeah, I have a great relationship. I have a great relationship. The best place to start is with yourself. The best place to start is with you. To ask yourself, why do I always act that way? Why do I always say those things? And before you know it, you're going to wake up one day and be like, yeah, I like me. I'm still working on that. I'm still working on liking me. But it feels good. I mean, even like in this moment right here, I feel really satisfied by the information I'm sharing with you, by this story, by the idea. See, When things get tense now in our relationship or in any situation, even if it's not with my wife, the position I hold to is neutral. I have trained myself, and I'm not always successful. None of it. We are all flawed, right? So I'm not always successful. But what I try and do is when I see an emerging situation where there's an emotional charge by someone, something's off kilter, the first place I go is to neutral. I say I'm neutral. I don't allow my emotions to become entangled in the emotions of the person I'm dealing with. In fact, the more excited they get, the more calm I get. And I know if you've been around, you've probably heard this said before, but it's really critical. Because by self-management, by understanding what my triggers are, and by maintaining control of my own body, my own emotions, I don't add fuel to that fire. I can listen. I'm often sitting there and when someone's excited... My thing I tell myself anytime I feel like interrupt them is let them run out. Let them run it out. I'll sit and listen to my wife until my wife runs out of things to say. 
Because that's when the communication starts. That's when we have the opportunity to fix what is going on, to discuss rationally what is going on. It's not in the heat of, well, you said what you said. Oh, okay, tell me what I said. I'm listening. Say it. Tell me what I said. I'm listening. I see what you're saying. I'm listening. Yeah, I agree. I said that. And then eventually they're going to see that you're listening. And then the level comes down and then you can say, okay, all right, well, what can I do to fix that? What would you like me to do so you never have to feel this way again? What did I do to leave you feeling this way? My wife said, please don't yell at me. Don't yell at me. Okay. I won't yell at you. I'll go neutral. I'll say, okay, baby, I see you're upset and this is bothering me. Let me explain what's going on. I'm not going to tell you nothing's wrong. I'm going to tell you, hey, this is bothering me. And if I see you getting upset, I'll ask you, are you getting upset? Because if you are, we don't have to talk about this now. Now, just so you know, it doesn't always go that way. <laughs> I'm not living this perfect life, all right? There are times when things just blow up and you go bum, 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 bum. And then you realize after the fact, why in the hell did I allow myself to do that? Why did I allow myself to get caught up in that mess right there? Didn't make a bit of sense. But it happens. But I think the, I think the key here is that love, love all you want. There are people in my life that I truly do love that I can't have anything to do with. There are people in my life that I would love to spend quality time with. I would love to get to know and to enjoy. But I can't do that because love isn't going to fix what's going on. In my case and in our case, in those relationships, it's about the person I love realizing that they can't continue to be the way they are with me. And I can't fix that. Just like I can't, I can't fix you. I can't tell you, okay, now's the time. Get up this morning. First thing you're going to do is start your day with some positive thoughts. You're going to wake up today and you're going to say, what do I have to be thankful for? And what is my goal for today that's going to improve my life, that's going to add value to my life? I can't make you do that. I can't make you be honest with yourself about all the things you have not gotten done yet. All the things you keep talking about. You know, the thing about not getting everything done, it might not be that you're lazy. It might not be that you're a lop. It might be that it's just the wrong crap. See, that's kind of why I don't own a lawn. I can be honest with myself. I don't like lawn work. I don't like yard work, period. Will I do it? Yes, I will. If I have a house and it has a small lawn until I can rectify that situation in a, in a way that satisfies my wife, makes her happy, I'll do the lawn. I will spray the weeds. But does, it, does that mean I have to enjoy it? No. What that does is that gives me motivation to escape it. What situation are you in that's uncomfortable, that isn't working for you, and most, most times it involves someone you love? Love is not going to fix it. You can love them all you want. That's not going to fix it. In fact, sometimes love hurts it. Sometimes love isn't even close to where it needs to be. So, anyway, I hope this is helping. I wake up every day excited. I wake up every day and I put effort in because you're worth it. I wake up every day and I get excited because, you know what, there's going to come a point when someone says, you know what, I, I can kind of get past his boring ass rambling on about this and that because he has a good message. And more than that, I need, think I need you to understand that I have a big heart. I was angry for way too long. Maybe I'm paying, this is my penance. This is my duty to rectify all the wrongs by trying to do right before I die. But I think it's a little simpler than that. I show up every day because 
In the end, the only thing that matters in life is the impact that you have on those around you. I won't be remembered for my podcast. I won't be remembered for my big ass house or my fifth wheel, the fact that I traveled around the country. But what I will be remembered for is that's the impact that I have on you, that I took the time to show up every day and say, hey, what's up? I know you're struggling. I see you. I see you there. I'm willing to help. I will give you what I can. Ask me some questions. Let me see your smile. Okay? So keep it in mind. Try try working from a platform of kindness. Pick one thing in your life that you think you can change or that you dream of changing and then focus it. And it can just be something simple. Maybe it's being kinder to the person you love. Maybe it's being a better employee. Maybe it's saying, you know what? I got to stop bitching about so much of this stuff and start enjoying it, embracing it. Not because I love it, but because this is where I am right now. And by embracing it, it gives me the energy and the goals and the insight to look beyond it to what I can, what else I can do. So, and I guarantee you love won't fix it. Love is wonderful. I love it. But love didn't fix my relationship. Love didn't fix my life. It was understanding who I am and understanding where I need to go. I hope you take it to heart. I hope you'll wake up tomorrow morning with a new new lease on life. I thank you for showing up. I hope you'll show up again tomorrow. I'm doing one a day for 365. I hope you'll be here working on the book. I got a couple in the works. Not that I'm selling it to you yet, but like I said, just remember today's your day. Make it a good one. <laughs>